Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. The Bible talks a lot about the little things. In fact, the Bible says it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. It's the small things that if we don't pay attention to can have a really negative impact on our life. And we kind of look around and like, where did this come from? But the opposite of that is true. That if we will do the right things, even the little things the right way, it will have a massive and huge benefit when it comes to my life and your life. And so today I want to talk to you about Vienna sausages and paper straws. Vienna sausages and paper straws. Um, can I just tell you, there are some things that when you combine them just don't go together. Um, there are some things, nope, that doesn't go together. And this couldn't be more true than when it comes to the area of food. There are some of you that you combine things that are just nasty. And I don't understand, and I'm glad you're here because God can change you in a moment. Um, so um, I've got a list of the top five disgusting combinations I have witnessed in person. Like some of you are like telling me stuff, but I had to go with what I've actually witnessed. Um, and so the first one is this, buttermilk and cornbread. Um, my Papa Jones grew up, I walked into the, his house, he's got all this cornbread and a glass all broken up and he pours buttermilk in it. It looked like kind of like a meteor cereal. So I was like, I'll eat some of that. And he's like, you want some of this boy? He called me boy. And so I, I'm like, yeah. And he put that in my mouth and I threw up everywhere. Um, <laughs> just gross, why would you, I like cornbread, why would you destroy it with buttermilk? Um, number two, um, grilled cheese. How many of you love grilled cheese? Fantastic, I'm with you. I, and you think I'm gonna say tomato soup. I'm not, I like tomato soup. Grilled cheese, I asked my Grandpa Graves one time growing up, hey, Grandpa, will you make me a grilled cheese sandwich? And he does, but he didn't tell me that he was gonna put mayonnaise on it and just put hot mayo. I like mayo, I like grilled cheese, but not together. Hot mayonnaise is disgusting, just disgusting. Um, so, grilled cheese and hot mayo. Um, I, my best friend, Corey Spurlock, he does this combination, and I don't understand it. He, he gets a pizza, and then he puts ketchup on top of it. Right? I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Like, what? what's happening? Like, as iron sharpens iron, so one friend sharpens another, right? Like, he stopped that mess. Um, so, <laughs> macaroni and cheese. How many of you like macaroni and cheese? Yeah, I'm with you. You're my people today. And there's nothing wrong with macaroni and cheese, but some of you people put hot dogs in that thing, and I don't know why. Why are you gonna put grossness in that? No, it's not good, it's not good. No, no. Must be nice not to have put hot dogs in your mac and cheese because you were so rich. It was, it was. Last, <laughs> You guys are a lot more fun than first service was. Um, and the last thing is Vienna sausages and anything else. Just Vienna sausages are just, it's mushy meat. Like, it's just gross. Like, ugh, right? Comes out with this gel on it. Like, ew, gross. What are you doing? What are you doing? Well, have you tried it with club cracker? No, because I like club crackers. Why would I do that to a club cracker, right? 
ruins it. And here's the deal, there are some things that when they are combined together, it just ruins things and it has a horrible effect in your life, right? It leads to regret, mistakes are made, mistakes are made. And here's the deal, I wanna talk to you about a combination that if we're not careful, can really affect us. And, And sometimes we'll dismiss it, sometimes we'll say it's not that big of a deal, but really it's a huge deal. And I wanna push into that today. And our text is found in Luke chapter 22, verses 54 through 62. And today I wanna talk to you about a combination that led to a lot of regret in the life of Peter. And it says this, so they arrested him, talking about Jesus, They arrested Jesus and led Jesus to the high priest's home, and Peter followed at a distance. The guards lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it, and Peter joined them there. A servant girl noticed him in the firelight and began staring at him, and finally she said, this man was one of Jesus' followers, but Peter denied it. Woman, he said, I don't even know him. After a while, someone else looked at him and said, you must be one of them. No, man. I'm not, Peter retorted, but about an hour later, someone else insisted, this must be one of him, one of them, because he is a Galilean too, but Peter said, man, sounds like me, man, man, I don't know what you're talking about, and immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. At that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter, and suddenly the Lord's words flashed through Peter's mind, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. And Peter left the courtyard weeping bitterly. How how did Peter get at this place? Where he got to a place of even denying that he knew who Jesus was, right? All it took, I'm gonna tell you, was the wrong people and the wrong situation and the wrong place that led to the wrong outcome. And today, here's what I want us to understand and what I want us to know. When you are with the wrong people, it's not long till you're in compromising situations that leads to regret. When you're with the wrong people, it's not long till you're in compromising situations that leads to regret. Wrong people and wrong place is a dangerous combination in life. This is like the Vienna sausage situation that we're talking about, right? What led to Peter's denial was this, is that he was with people he didn't belong being with, and it led to a situation he didn't need to be in in the, in the first place. And I hear parents right now going, get him, Justin, get him. Get my teenager, get my college student. List. I hope my teenager's listening right now. I'm gonna send this, this message to them right now. We had um, Rose State basketball, baseball uh, players watching last week, Luke and all his buddies. We hope you're tuning in today. It's awesome. We've got all our college students back, but hear me, parents, this is so true for you as an adult. I have seen so many adults in the last years wreck their lives from this combination because they were with the wrong crowd that led to a wrong situation, to a questionable situation that led them to regret. And in one moment, what led to Peter thinking that he screwed his whole entire life up What led Peter to thinking, I blew it, and he went away weeping bitterly, and it led to a lot of regret, was that he was with the wrong people in a questionable situation, that it led to him engaging and doing something he wished he never would have done. And when you start hanging out with the wrong people, it's not long until you start doing things you know you shouldn't. It just happens. When you start hanging with the wrong people, 
It's not long before you're put in questionable situations and you're like, well, I'm not doing anything questionable yet, but it's just a matter of time. Until you start engaging in things you know you shouldn't. Proverbs 27, verse 17 says this, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Proverbs 13, 20 goes on to say, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. So, so here's what I want us to do. Stop, pause for just a second. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. If you pick correctly, right, if you pick biblically, if you pick the way God instructs us to, and you're hanging with the right people, here's the deal. It has the right outcome. If you're surrounding yourself with wise people, the Bible says this is the promise that you benefit and you become wise as a result. So this isn't just a bad thing. This is if we get this little thing that we, says it, it, that we say isn't a big thing, if we get this right, it has a huge impact on our life. And so we go back to this, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. When you hang out with people who are living their life in a foolish way, the one who suffers the most is you. Is you, right? And I hear adults do this all the time. I hear, I hear students say this all the time. Well, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that, it's not that big of a deal. And we minimize an area where we really should maximize it. And we should magnify it. Well, I, you know, I hear what you're saying, Justin, but who I'm dating is not a big deal. Right? I hear what you're saying, Justin, but what... The group of adults that I choose to hang out with after work isn't a big deal. You're dead wrong. Not, not just a little wrong. Hear me. You're dead wrong. There's a big difference. And, and here's what the Bible says. It's not just my opinion today, which it's my opinion too, but here's what the Bible says, right? It says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. All What you need to know is that it just took one instance, one moment for Peter for it to derail his life, what he thought was going to destroy the rest of his life. All it takes is one thing, one moment to affect your life in a negative or a positive way. And all of that is based on who you're doing life with and the situations you find yourself in. One thing can ruin it all. This was played out very real for me this past week um, at the gym that I go to. Um, when I go to the gym, um, I usually will get a protein shake afterwards because if you don't, do you even lift, bro, right? Like, how much creatine do you take? Um, how much is illegal? Um, and so um, <laughs> I, I was getting my protein shake, and, and, and I, 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 they're fantastic. My favorite protein shake is a Mocha Madness. I get it. I'm going to the car and I grab this straw right here and I'm like, okay, things are great. And I open this straw up and you know where I'm going just based on the title of my message. And I get the, this is actually a straw from the gym. I get a paper straw for a freaking plastic cup. <laughs> Who's killing the turtles now, right? Like, like come on. And Derek, my buddy, was with me here. I mean, I, I put it in. I got like two, three sips out of this thing, and the straw just collapses, right? And it tastes like paper. I'm like, this is, what is happening? I'm like getting an aneurysm because I'm trying to get shake to come out of this straw. Like, <laughs> like my eyes are crossing, veins are popping. And I just was done with that. I'm like, I'm not drinking this dumb thing. I'm not messing with it, right? Why, why? Because... 
One thing ruined the whole shake. Thanks a lot, snowflakes. Um, one thing. I like sea turtles too, but I like my shake more. Anyways. And hear me, can I tell you, when you pick the wrong people to hang out with, one thing ruins the whole thing. Right? Oh, but I had good intentions, but who are you hanging out with? But I didn't mean to, but who are you hanging out with? And don't dismiss this. It's, it's not about who you can hang out with, it's who you should hang out with. There's a big, big shift because where there's bad company, there's bad opportunity. Where there's questionable company, it's not long till there's questionable opportunity for you to engage in. And the wiser way for you and I to live is to avoid temptation to begin with. This is a way better way for us to live. And it seems like a little thing, but it makes a massive, massive impact. So the question is today, how do we not end up in a situation like Peter did? How do we not put ourselves in a compromising situation? How do we not put ourselves around people that we don't need to be? Well, Justin, I'm called to be the salt of the earth. I'm called to be, you know, like in the world and be an influence. Yes, you are called to be in the world and be an influence, but you are also called not to act like the world and follow the world at the same time. There's a big difference. So how do we do that and how do we balance that? There's two things I wanna give us today. The first one is this, is carefully determine what pleases the Lord instead of what you think you can handle. I love this point. Can I tell you, if you will apply this point to your entire life, it will lead you in a massive beneficial way that brings fulfillment and promise instead of regret to your life and wishing that you could do it over. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord instead of thinking, I can handle it. I got this. I'm, I'm, I'm different, right? The beginning of Ephesians chapter five, Paul writes and he says this. He, he, he instructs the church to not be fooled by people who excuse their sins or say that doing wrong isn't a big deal he tells us to stop participating in things we know we shouldn't and to start living, to stop living like everyone else and start living like no one else, to live like people of the light whose light produces what is good, right, and true. And then Paul instructs us and he drops the mic, right? Like this is a whole scripture. He just drops the mic at Ephesians chapter five, verse 10, and he says, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. And, and, and here's where we get it wrong. We think that our situation is different, so we don't have to apply this as much, right? Right, that, that, and, and this is exactly where Peter is. In Matthew chapter 26, Jesus tells Peter, hey, Peter, listen to me. You're gonna deny me three times before the rooster even crows, and Peter's like, uh-uh, nope. Wrong guy, right? Like that's, that's, you meant the other Peter that I don't know about because that's not gonna happen. I'm different. I'm built different, right? I'm one of your boys, right? And yet, it happened. Why did it happen? Because in Peter's midst of his saying, no, it won't, no, it won't, I'll die with you. 
I'll go to prison with you, right? No, you, you denied that you even knew him. Why, why did this happen? Because instead of Peter receiving instruction, he became full of pride and said that I'm different. I can handle it. And when you let pride get in your life and guide your life, it starts becoming destructive and dysfunctional all over the place. In fact, Proverbs 11 verse 2 says, pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Peter was at the wrong place with the wrong people, and it produced a regretful outcome and left him weeping and feeling like he screwed his entire life up. Why? Because he was letting pride lead the way instead of carefully determining what pleases the Lord. And Peter, when he said, I will never, right? I will never deny you. His I will never became just a matter of time. And some of you would say this, well, I will never fill in the blank. I would never lie to my parents. I would never sneak out of the house. I would never pass out drunk. I would never get hooked on drugs. I would never get hooked on porn. I would never have an affair. I would never go and put myself in a situation when an affair would be possible. I would never embezzle money. I would never do this. I wouldn't. And it's all based on your saying that you can handle it and there's a better way for you to live. Are you living your life in a way that you are carefully determining what pleases the Lord? You know how you do that? To carefully determine what pleases the Lord? You stop and you pray and you listen to the Lord and you get into the word of the Lord and you say, man, God, I've got plans, but is this your plans for me? Right? I, I've got ideas but is this your idea? Is this a way for me to plea, be pleasing, my life to be pleasing unto you? So let me go back and ask you two things. Is the way that you are living your life, is it pleasing to the Lord? Two questions. Are the people you're hanging out with pleasing the Lord? Are the people you're hanging out with, are they pleasing the Lord? Would the Lord be pleased with the people you hang out with? Let's flesh this out. We got a lot of questions within a question. Is who you're dating pleasing unto the Lord? Well, Justin, and I hear it, right? Like your your man sitting right by you, and you're like, dang it, I did not know we were gonna be in a relationship series. We're always in a relationship series. Um, is who you're dating? Oh, but, but I'm different. You're fooling yourselves. Don't fool yourselves. Bad company destroys good character. Love the way the CEV reads. It says bad friends will destroy you. Here's why this is such a big deal. Because the people you hang out with have access to you. And whoever has access to you has influence over you. Whoever has access to you has influence over you. Who you date, teenager, it's a huge deal. Who you date college student is a huge deal. Who you date young professional is a huge deal. Who you date when you're 70 years old is a huge deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. You don't exempt out of it. Who you hang out with, teenagers and college students, is a big deal. Who you spend time with on the weekends is a big deal. And adults... Who you're going and spending the weekends with, it's a big deal. 
I know it's not. No, no, no. You're living, if you are pushing back on that, here's what you're saying. I can handle it and my situation's different. And that's a foolish way to live. You're fooling yourself. And the Bible says, don't fool yourselves. Bad company corrupts good character. You are literally fooling yourself saying my situation is different. No, I won't. Right, you're just like Peter. Nope, I won't deny you. Nope, I won't do this. Nope, and there's a better way to live. Are the people you're hanging out with, is it pleasing unto the Lord? The second question is this. You're like, that was a lot of questions. The second question is this. Are the situations you're putting yourself in pleasing to the Lord? Just because you can go to the party doesn't mean that you should go to the party. Right? Just because you can go to the lake with these people, woo, doesn't mean that you should go to the lake with those people. But they're so much fun, right? Drunk people are. <laughs> Just because you can doesn't mean and doesn't equal that you should. It's who you're hanging out with. Is the situations you're putting yourself into, is it pleasing unto the Lord? Because if you will live your life like that, man, it's going to lead you to a way better place. That you're not full of regret. You don't have this moment like Peter did where he goes out weeping bitterly, but you're rejoicing in the promises of God and you're benefiting from the promises of God. The other thing is this, is that following Jesus at a safe distance isn't safe. Following Jesus at a safe distance isn't, so how did this happen? How did, how did Peter get around people he shouldn't have been around? How did he get in a situation he shouldn't have been in? It says right here in the first verse, Luke 22, verse 50, 54, so they arrested him and led him to the high priest home and Peter followed at a distance. The King James Version says this, and Peter followed afar off. That word afar means a comfortable distance. He followed Jesus at a comfortable distance. I love how the message reads. It says, arresting Jesus, they marched him off and took him into the house of the chief priest and Peter followed, but at a safe distance. Can I tell you, there is a danger when you decide to follow Jesus at a safe distance. Following Jesus at a safe distance isn't safe. Distance has a price. And here's why, and I'm I'm closing with this. I'm winding down. It's because when you follow Jesus at a distance, there's room for other things to get between you and your relationship with Jesus. There's room for other things to come in that you start making, you're an an exception. There's things that come in and butt their way in that you thought would never get there. How did Peter end up at a place with people he never would have hung out with? He started following Jesus at a safe distance. Some of you, that's you today. That's why I know to illustrate this is anytime there is a lane that merges, 169 going up north um, to Owasso, it goes from three to two lanes, right? I'm staying in that left lane as long as I can, even past the merge now sign. I'm like, that's a suggestion, right? I merge when it says state law. I'm like, okay, I'm getting over. Like now it's not a suggestion, it's a law. So, and here's why. Some of you are like, I hate drivers like you, and you should. Because I know there's that guy that he is following the next car at a distance. There's a gap 
and it's just enough gap for me to wiggle my big nose in there. Like, I'm talking about the truck, leave my nose. Anyways, like wiggle it in there, right? And when I do, what happens? Oh my gosh, see the guy's hands go up every time, right? I'm like, hey dummy, don't follow 25 feet behind the guy. Like get up there, kiss that bumper. You don't want people getting between you, kiss that bumper, bud. And when people do it to me, I get mad too. I'm like, oh gosh, who does this? What a jerk, right? That's why we don't have foundation shirt stickers for cars. I'm never going to that church, right? Right? And here, here it is. Just like that person's leaving room for me to get in between some of us, that's exactly what our walk with Jesus looks like. We're leaving a gap. We're following at a distance. And distance, man, it has a price. And Jesus never calls us to follow him at a distance. The Bible never instructs us to follow after the Lord at a distance. The Bible never instructs us to obey him when it's comfortable, when it's a comfortable distance, right? No, the Bible tells us to cling to him instead of follow at a comfortable, safe distance. In fact, it says this in Joshua, the very kind of tail end of Joshua chapter 23, verse eight. Joshua is instructing the whole country of Israel. It's his last speech and he's saying this, rather cling tightly to the Lord your God as you have done until now. Cling tightly to the Lord your God as you have done until now. And let me ask you today, are you clinging tightly to the Lord? Right? Are, you, are you following so close that nothing else has room to get in? Are you, care, are you living your life in such a way that you're carefully determining what pleases the Lord and you're following him? Or have you lost your grip? Have you become a little disobedient in parts of your life and you wanna say, that's not a big deal, it's just a little thing. That little thing has a big impact. Best way, man, we were at college, uh, Charlie's high school graduation at the Maybe Center at ORU. At the end of this, Shannon, if you don't mind coming on up, at the end of this, um, we were supposed to meet our graduate, we were supposed to meet Charlie out in the hallway along with all the other graduates, and the hallway out there isn't very big. And so um, when they dismissed, I looked at Chloe and I said, you grab a hold and you don't let go, right? And she grabbed hold of me, Casey grabs hold of Chloe, and we start marching. And I mean, we start moving through people, and I think Chloe's gonna rip my shirt. I'm like, hey, it's one of the ones I like, right? Like, I wear this on Sunday. And I mean, she's got a hold of it, and we're like bumping into people, and people are trying to get between us, and they kind of get annoyed, but we're like, no, no, we're going to meet what's the most important thing. The most important child in this whole auditorium right now, to me, is right over there. And I'm gonna get to her no matter what it takes, right? And I'm not gonna lose my other child, and I'm not gonna lose my wife in the process of getting there and we clung to each other right I didn't mind that Chloe had a death grip on my shirt even though it's still wrinkled to this day we got there and we didn't get lost and we didn't get sidetracked and we didn't get separated from one another why because the she clung tightly to her dad and can I tell you sometimes clinging tightly to your heavenly father it's harder than at other times sometimes it takes a lot of effort to stay obedient 
Sometimes, man, you're tired and you're not seeing the benefit of carefully determining what pleases the Lord and living your life out in that way. But can I tell you the alternative, man, leads to a ton of regret and a ton of heartbreak. And if this happened to Peter, right, this is Peter's one of Jesus' favorites. It's Peter, James, and John. Those are his three amigos, right? If this, if this could happen to Peter, somebody who followed Jesus in person, he saw the miracles. If this could happen to Peter, somebody who Jesus said, this is the rock that I'm gonna build my church on. If it can happen to Peter, hear me, it can happen to you. And it can happen to me. And the great thing about the Lord is this, is that there's no place Peter could go that God couldn't reach him. Right? Peter's screw up wasn't his final act. But Jesus came and he restored Peter. Jesus came and he still used Peter. And Peter was the, man, the first preacher of the church the day of Pentecost. Peter preaches a sermon, thousands of people come, right? Peter's walking down the street, a shadow hits people, they're starting to get healed. Peter is the disciple Jesus uses to birth his church and to lead his church, and Peter's best days were ahead of him, not behind him. But can I tell you, if Peter was here today, he'd say, man, if you can just carefully determine what pleases the Lord and not follow Jesus at a safe distance, it will lead you to a way better place. It's a way better way for you to live. It may seem like a little thing, but it makes a huge, huge impact. And that's not just true for teenagers. That's not just true for college students or people that are in their 20s and 30s. That's true for every single one of us in this place and watching online. This little thing makes a huge impact. So let's make sure we're not doing it our way, but we're clinging to him and we're doing it his. Let's pray today. Lord, we love you and we thank you for today. And God, I pray today that we would take an honest evaluation. That we wouldn't fool ourselves. God, some of us were here and, and we're just, we're minimizing it. We're saying we can handle it. We're saying our situation's different. And what we're really doing is we're fooling ourselves. Because somewhere along the way, we started following you at a safe distance instead of clinging to you. We started living life in a way that we thought we could handle and what we can do instead of living life in a way that pleases you and what we should do. And so, Lord, I pray today that we would understand your way is here and you guide us and you direct us according to your word, not to keep us from fun, but to keep us from heartache and regret. Your word says that you came that we may have life and have it to the full or have it more abundantly. And some of us, the reality is we're experiencing anything but that life. And the reason is, is because we've allowed other things to get between us and you because we've been following you from a distance. And let us understand today there's a better way for us to live this life. There's a better way for us to follow after you. And it's living our life according to you, to your word instead of our preference. So Lord, move. Let there be a moment that you change it, that you change us, that you change our situation so that we would live in a wiser way. It's in Jesus' name I pray. We hope that you enjoyed this message. 
If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv. 